0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, July 2nd. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or more recently and just launched Just Baseball. Check that website out, guys. Or maybe if by any chance you're a pop culture entertainment guy, you can also find my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blight Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, most important, this is the most important thing, man arguably the only important thing. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you guys feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I might even answer them here on the show. I'll do my best to get back to you otherwise. Get those questions ready, guys. You're doing a big-time uh, mailbag for the 300th episode of me hosting this podcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. So get those, those gears turning and get those questions ready and get them sent to me. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. But today's episode, first and foremost, is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Sunday. July 4th, that's right, crazy. July 4th is on a Sunday this year. How often does that happen? So uh, find me out there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, and you'll be notified when my room goes live. going to be a lot of fun just talking for the beginning of that Padres game. Uh, 105 Eastern Time, I should say, by the way. I got to make sure I'm clarifying on that. I always forget every now and then. got to make everybody know I am indeed on the East Coast. Uh, Should be a lot of fun, and I'm going to be hanging out on Saturday. That's why we're not doing anything on Saturday. So, uh, guys, for today's episode, not going to be recapping last night's game. Unfortunate loss. Look, they they basically were about to sweep the Reds twice. The Reds have a really good offense. Eventually, they were going to hit off of somebody. Eventually, Mark Melanson was going to be due, maybe with the fly ball and stuff, and, you know, Kyle Farmer ends up taking him deep. It's whatever. It happens. I'm not stressing about it. But we are going to be talking about a team that is certainly full of a lot of stress, guys. And it was a long conversation with Dan Wilson of Lockdown Phillies. So I'm going to just get right into that. And that's going to be today's episode. Nice, big old, chunky crossover for your weekend. So without further ado, guys, let's get on to it. All right, everybody. As promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by in honor of this weekend. We have not played the Philadelphia Phillies. I am being joined by Daniel Lee Ryan Wilson, sir, host of the Locked On Phillies podcast. I am very excited for this conversation because, for those who don't follow Dan on Twitter, those who don't follow Locked On Phillies podcast, he's been having a ball lately with the the chaos that has really ensued uh, with this team. But uh, before we get into all that, what's going on, man?
0: Javier, how's it going? Uh, great to catch <laughs> up. We've talked a few times on Locker Room. Little plug here: Locker Room now mm-hmm. the Spotify Green Room app. Mm-hmm you know, the changing the way we talk sports. Of course I have that tattooed in my brain, Uh, (laughs) but it it is truly a cool app. We've talked a few times. there. never done a crossover. As you mentioned, Mm -hmm. the Phillies and Padres have not played yet this season uh, and they will this weekend in the birthplace of America, July 4th weekend, supposed (laughs) to be a festive time here in the city of brotherly love. But as we were talking before the air, you know, it's very funny when I'll tweet something about the Phillies or the Sixers or either another Philadelphia sports fan will and sports fans from other places or I'll, I'll take heat in the locked on. Like we have a group of all the nationally East uh, people and sometimes in the larger group of all the locked on hosts. And they'll be like, Oh, wow. The Phillies really blew it tonight. Like, what do you have to say about that? Like in an attempt to clown me. And my response is yes, I know. I, I cannot stand this team. I can't stand. <laughs> I watch this team because I'm, a masochist. I suppose I enjoy getting pleasure from watching this team lose day in and day out. Uh, It's not even just that they lose. It's the way they find ways to lose games. And Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't exactly help the Philadelphia, the North, the narrative that Philadelphia sports fans are just brutal towards their own team. But with the way this team is playing, the expectations that were set, I don't know how you can spin this in a positive way. Like I would argue that any fan base that is not fed up with a team like this just simply doesn't care. So that that's how I spin it in my view of Philadelphia sports fans and myself included, because there has been some brutal, brutal Phillies baseball. And as you mentioned, I, you know, like to have a field day with it really quickly on the name. So you mentioned Daniel Lee Ryan Wilson for <laughs> avid listeners of the podcast. Yeah. I don't even know that's my full name. My only my closest friends do. And that's not because I keep it secret. It's just, you wouldn't be like, Hey, what's your name? Hey, it's Daniel Lee Ryan Wilson. That's right. Two middle names, Daniel, legal first name, Lee, space ryan space it's my middle name and then wilson uh you know when you're when you have jewish parents and there's a lot of past on relatives to name your kid after that's what happens you get two middle names my brother has two middle names uh so i really uh, do enjoy having the long name it always gets that kind of reaction that i got out of you when you saw my name pop up on the screen uh so that's a good time the phillies are not a good time yeah
1: i mean wow you said so, we could almost send the podcast there i mean you just said it. It thank perfectly. you drop the
0: mic <laughs> just said it right ring. there i mean the, the padres Philly's, by the way are having a great season we can oh they are don't get me that, wrong
1: man. please ask me as many questions about that because i'm definitely willing to answer them the thing with the phillies is it's very similar to the Yankees situation right now two big markets uh two very passionate fan bases i would argue that the philly fans hate everyone including themselves a little bit more like you said more masochistic than the yankees fans yankees fans complain philly fans just hate everything it's like and i'm one of my best friends is a philly fan so i definitely understand that well culture.
0: yankee fans don't win a world series in a decade and they think they're the most deprived fan base in the mm-hmm. entire country or something they're like ah oh, we win world series all the time and yeah, now yeah. the now major league baseball actually has more competitive balance than when, when we won most of those 27 and We're not going on three-peats anymore. It's amazing that you can't just buy your way to titles. It's (laughs) Like, I'm not saying they're not a good organization. Like, the Phillies just have a long history of this. Haven't been to playoffs in 10 years. But, yeah, Yankee fans are a little spoiled. It's a global brand. I was Mm -hmm. at the Phillies-Yankees game in Philadelphia just a few weeks ago. And there was a lot of that. It was like, Hector Neris comes in the game, and people are like, here we go again. We're kind of just, like, laughing at the fact that we know he's going to blow a save. And then Aroldis Chapman comes in the game, the Phillies win (laughs) off him. So, it was like, no, we suck. No, we suck more. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's New York a, fans, it's a toilet bowl, basically. It's a toilet <laughs> a bowl, exactly. So the
0: fans around me were having a lot of fun. Usually, fans talk about how good their team is. That's the talking smack. The talking smack at a Philadelphia Phillies New York Yankees game between Philly and New York fans is no, our team is worse. Yeah, and yeah. so that was kind we of we have funny. it worse. Yeah, yeah we, no, yeah. we have it worse. No, we yeah. have it worse. Yeah, yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And it's it's funny, and and here's the thing, by the way, these aren't like I mean, we just talked about the Yankees, but to bring it back to Philly. They aren't the worst team in the league. It's just that with how much the talent expectation they have, yeah, the and expectation, payroll, and the, payroll, and the timeline
0: of the team, it's brutal.
1: It's brutal. And what I've mentioned on the pod before for people who have been listening is that you would think just looking at some of the guys on this team, right? So you've got Bryce Harper, obviously. You've got JT Ruamuto, And then you've got your Didi Gregorius, Eugene Segura. You've got your Reese Hoskins. You would think just with some of those players, I know Didi Gregorius, and you could probably elaborate on it more, is a little bit of a, a flawed player, but like they're fun guys. Like the, it seems you would think, one would imagine. This is at least a fun roster. You could, you could even look at the Marlins. The Marlins aren't a particularly good team, but they're kind of fun. They've got a couple players in there that you enjoy watching from Jazz Chisholm, Starling Marte, Trevor Rogers, guys like that. And then you look at the Phillies and I don't know if anyone's watched Phillies games, but it's just not nearly as fun as you would think. And they're not a very good team just in terms of their basic stats. I mean, hold up a minute, hold up a minute, hold up a minute. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors. Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. So. Guys, if you want to, Fully Loaded Shoe is offering Locked On Padres listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right. This is a dollar. Just one buckaroo. Go to Com and use promo code Locked On for just $1 and free shipping if you use the code Locked On at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Shoe. Th- there are some teams that are good at something, right? The Phillies are just kind of mediocre right now. At, and everything. at everything. Literally everything. <laughs> And like every conceivable stat. Every conceivable thing. The best thing they're, they're they're at is batting average, which they're 13th in the league right now, which isn't atrocious. But then if you look at on base, 16th runs, 19th home runs, 23rd slugging, 21st, it kind of takes you back. And also you would think, oh, well, all right, we expected that. I mean, it can't be maybe maybe the pitching is good, right? Because the pitching has been a little bit of a disaster. Uh, no, it's not good there. Aaron Nola, who I may or may not have drafted onto my fantasy team and I hate right now, um, has been really bad this year. Um, not, not not as bad as uh, my boy Blake Snell necessarily, but he's been inconsistent, only appearing once in a while. And then Zach Wheeler, I guess, is good. But other than that, it's just like a – it's a very top-heavy team. And I don't think people talk about enough how kind of bad and, and how bad of a position they're in. You could even argue that some other rebuilding teams, like the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles stink. Or but like, better they're spot. at least They're in a better spot because they're rebuilding. They've got some good prospects with Grayson Rodriguez, Adley Richman. Like, There's some good guys over the Phillies. It's like this is our team. Like, this This, is supposed to be it. You know what I mean? So talk about and also please feel free to talk about uh your feelings on Joe Girardi, who I know you are a huge fan of.
0: You want me to start with Girardi? You want me to build up to that? Because I I I think you should
1: build up. I think you should build
0: up. Okay. (laughs) So actually, no, 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 you gotta start with Gerardi. Start with Girardi. Girardi. (laughs) Dude, this guy. What a fraud. This Joe Gifradi, Joe Giffrati is what I'm gonna start calling him. Oh man. Because dude, this guy managed the world, Se- the Yankees, to the world series in 2009. And that team was so talented that apparently they won in spite of him. Like they, he didn't have, first of all, you're already managing in the league with the DH. So there's less decisions you have to make to begin with. Second of all, you had Mariano Rivera and like the world's greatest bullpen in front of him. So there wasn't a whole lot of decision-making there. You had multiple hall of famers for guys who, if steroid use wasn't so frowned upon would be in the hall of fame. You had Derek Jeter, you had Alex Rodriguez, you had Jorge Posada, Johnny Damon, Mark to like anyone could have, that team was stacked. That team was freaking stacked. And it was like the best team in baseball. And the Phillies took them six games after winning the world series the year before it pains me to think that the Phillies literally lost the world series with Joe Girardi in the dugout. This guy since coming to Philadelphia has been nothing but a disappointment, like literally nothing, but a disappointment. People love to make Gabe Kapler, the fall guy. And I hate to bring up mm-hmm. Gabe Kapler in every comparison to Joe Girardi, but that guy managed to a 500 team and an 80 win team with two rosters that are far worse and not as top heavy as the ones you just mentioned he would pull out all the stops and make all sorts of different moves late in games to try and at least add some value to a depleted roster yes there were two collapses in there but overall i would say the team likely overachieved and when you have what happened last year the phillies missing the an expanded playoffs by a game the worst bullpen in major league history, like you can excuse some of Girardi's mistakes last year away because it was the worst bullpen ever. It was a COVID shortened season. It was his first year, Mm -hmm. whatever. He still didn't add any value, but you could say, okay, what new manager necessarily would have Mm -hmm. this year? I mean, there have been multiple instances. I'll start with this week who Neftali Feliz, who as of just a few minutes before we started recording, this has now been designated for assignment was in on Monday with the bases loaded up to, to face Jesse or second and third to face Jesse Winker. He hits Winker. I believe it was bases loaded to face Castellanos and he allows a grand slam. Now, Neftali Feliz had not thrown a major league pitch in four years prior to entering that game. And (laughs) apparently the the time to enter him is against the potential national league MVP with the bases loaded in the game on the line. Like I get your bullpen hasn't been good, but what I want to know what the reasoning for going with that decision was. And there's a lot of self-imposed restrictions with this Phillies organization and whether that's Girardi or the front office above saying, Hey, we don't want guys pitching three days in a row, regardless of what it is because you're trying to maintain these arms over the course of the season. You're at the point where those restrictions are going to have to go out the window at some point. If you want any shot to make the playoffs, which by the way, is what you claim you want to do. You went into the season saying, we are going to try and win the playoffs. We tried to make the playoffs last year. Couldn't do that. The playoffs are back to the regular format. And you're sitting here five games out of first. And we go back to the weekend where they lost two games. And yeah, the bullpen and the defense continues to be atrocious. But he lets Zach Eflin hit in a game where he doesn't even plan to pitch him the next inning. Then he brings in Ranger Suarez, a lefty. He gets the first out. But then they go to he got Jeff. Jeff McNeil started the inning. And then Kevin Pilar, who's the Mets righty off the bench, comes in and hits a home run off of Suarez, who because like he only hits lefties. It was as if he didn't foresee the fact that he had the face three batters. There was another instance in St. Louis earlier this year where he left in Chase Anderson, who can barely get through five innings. He got through five strong and he let him hit. And of course he did, he records like maybe one out in the sixth. There have been a number of mind boggling decisions and I'm just listing it. He forgot how many mound visits there were at one point, And he had to pull Zach Wheeler out of a game. Uh, he forgot to put any other situation. The Scherzer situation. I'll get to in a second. He forgot to put Dale Santos <laughs> on the lineup card. And besides the fact that all of that team culture clubhouse stuff that we hear about the intangibles that a manager brings, whatever intangibles he's bringing to the clubhouse have not added a lick of win, like hasn't added a lick of value when it comes to wins and losses to this team. The Mm -hmm. team's still really bad at defense, appears unprepared in big games. Reese Hoskins, I'm not blaming the manager for this, but it's kind of just like loudly. He made a really bad error over the weekend and then decided to mouth off to the media and say, yeah, well, let's talk about the good things, too, after a loss in your five games at of first. Like, I don't know how dumb you have to be to say that. But <laughs> And he had the, that one early on in the year, I think. Yeah, with the Mets, where he's, like, just lollygagging the ball mm-hmm. back in. Like, for whatever value a manager is supposed to bring for the team defense, for practicing different situations, for, like, hustling out of the box, just, like, little stuff. Last night, Connor Brogdon didn't go over and cover first base, and it didn't end up mattering, but on a ground ball to the right side. Like, it's stuff you go over in Little League that this team really lacks. It doesn't seem like they're much of a team. They're kind of just individuals wearing Phillies uniforms. Mm -hmm. Again, in his defense, not a whole lot works. Like, I'm not pretending that a better manager would have this roster as a playoff team. The biggest issue with this team, don't get me wrong, is the roster, the lack of development over years and years and years. But in terms of any value that Girardi would be adding, he has actually managed them out of wins like not two wins and for a guy who's supposed to be a world series winning manager or like was a world series winning manager I expected a lot more and perhaps my expectations were too high but he's in a situation where he's literally managing for his job on the second half of the season now we'll go to I don't even remember your first question uh <laughs> I don't remember either <laughs> There was so much about Girardi you you were asking me something about I don't remember just, it's just well, the teams. I guess overall I guess it's just
1: yeah, let's just back it up a little bit. Like, you know, they're not very good at any particular part. You just broke down everything and just a lack of focus focus. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of like the 2015 Padres. Now, to an extent, the 2015 Padres. I think was a little bit of a fool's gold situation where, like anyone who really thought that all those trades that you, you can't build a team like a fantasy team, right? When they add Upton, they add Will Myers, Kimbrel, Matt Kemp, all those guys. Yeah,
0: by the way, don't tell the San Francisco Giants that where Gabe Kapler's managing now. He's getting so, career years out of Longoria, yeah. out of Posey, out of Brandon Crawford, mm-hmm. out of Brandon Bell. I don't know how sustainable that is. but yeah. they're Off the charts, good. And I don't know where this is all coming from.
1: I was about to bring that up because Philly fans and definitely national media guys. I remember Melissa, like Mike Wolbon on PTI were like killing Gabe Kapler because of, you know, first season managing the, the Phillies. There was that situation where he brought in like a bullpen arm really early and everybody he, got mad at him. Out, he took out
0: his first ever game. He pulled Aaron Nola after 68 pitches and it cost him the game in Atlanta. Yeah. And the guy was hated ever since. Like, and the guy's been hated from day ever, day ever one, since. From day and day was like,
1: and it was like, like don't get me wrong, I disagreed with that. I thought it was a little bit weird. He is your ace starter on opening day or whatever it is. Like, let's just let him go in. But then people keep ha- they sometimes things just stick with you, and it stuck with them for a while. And like you said, now look at San Francisco Giants somehow with the best uh, record of baseball, and last year they almost made the playoffs too, if not for my team kind of squashing their hopes and albeit a COVID shortened season, but you know. It stinks because a lot of people might say, oh, let me guess. They missed on Bryce Harper. You know, the casual fans will say that. Actually, I think Bryce Harper, along with maybe Corey Seager, arguably the biggest underrated stars in all of baseball. Like Bryce Harper is really, really good. And just this season, bang, 275, 385 on base. He's got some home runs in there. I think he has. Let's see. He's got 13. Like that's pretty solid stuff. And he got in the, hit in the face with a pitch at one point. So like Bryce Harper is not the issue. It is not the big names that are the issue necessarily. Luis Hoskins having a little bit of a down year, and like you said, just seems unfocused. But it's just, it reminds me a lot of the Angels, man. It's reminding me a lot about the Angels, not a big farm system. You've got some top tier talent, but then there's nothing else. You don't have that random guy. You know, you don't have your Jake Cronenworth or even to, for the Angels, like Jared Walsh. You don't have that guy that you brought up through the season that seems to be making an impact. What should, I guess, is there anything good? Is there anything good about the Phillies? And also, I mean, it might just be Bryce Harper, like I said. And also, like, what is kind of the the mood looking forward? Do you think they're going to make any moves at the trade deadline? Like, what is – how chaotic is it in Philly, man? Like, just, just
0: keep – I just really just want you to keep talking again because you're just – Yeah, for sure. No, I, I enjoy doing this. <laughs> I, I Like I said, I tweeted earlier this week that I, I'm available for booking. I do these rants at uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs uh, gotcha. as well as birthday gotcha. parties. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of traveling a traveling act at this point. Uh, complaining about the team just because the the, the shopping list is is never ending uh when it comes to what they do at the trade deadline dude i don't know because here's where i'm at with the team the team hasn't played well enough to be a buyer at the deadline but you look at being a seller at the deadline they have there's three major things as as far as i'm concerned that do not pertain well to this team being a seller number one is the bryce harper contract. You're in year three of his deal you don't sign that type of contract Unless you're trying to win on the front end of his mm-hmm. contract. And if you enter any sort of rebuilding mode and just basically concede that you're not going to win this year or the year after that, you're wasting years of his prime. And they may end up doing that anyway. And it may just be inevitable that they have to go in that direction, but you're kind of admitting that you've failed again. You won't, you don't sign JT Realmuto to hit the biggest contract in, biggest cashing contract in baseball history if you weren't planning on winning right now. And you also don't hire Dave Dombrowski a president of baseball operations mm-hmm. who's known for taking teams over the top and winning, trading away whatever future talent they had to try and win right now. Dave Dombrowski not the rebuilding guy. I don't think he's the right guy to try and rebuild this thing or try and play for next year. Like He was brought here to win right now, and he thought he was going to be making win-now moves at the deadline, and they're just not there. So I don't know what they do. Maybe you make a few minor moves and try and play for next year. They still claim they think they can win this year. I don't see it but they're stuck. Like they're really, really stuck. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's a bad situation to be. They don't really have any type of expiring guys. They don't, I mean, they just signed real Muto who the, everybody's forgetting. They got to resign and all this I stuff. I mean, and he's like been McCutcheon, good,
0: but... McCutcheon who's having a good month. He's older. If someone thinks just wants the yeah. second half of the year of Andrew McCutcheon, Vince Velasquez. hopefully other teams took notice of how well he pitched the other day. Again, maybe a little bit of fool's gold. He's actually been better this season overall. But it's like, what do you even get back for it? The guy, Mm -hmm. all Dombrowski does, all this team is claiming they want to do is trade away whatever the prospects they have. So now Dombrowski can become the trade for prospects guy. Like it's all backwards.
1: Yeah, it's all backwards. It's really messed up. And... Yeah, like people might look at Padres fans, especially if they're not paying attention, they might look at the Phillies roster and just look at those star players and be like, all right, now we got to play Philly. You know, we, we just got off this Cincinnati series, but now we got to play a team. It's like, no, actually, Philadelphia is kind of a mess. In fairness, your whole division seems to be a bit of a mess right now. Uh, a bit of a bit of a clown show in a lot of different ways. We don't need to talk about the year from hell the Braves are having, but basically everybody is just really uh, underperforming uh, in a lot of ways. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Om nom 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 guys, let me talk to you really quickly about the best tasting protein bars on the market guys Those are of course the Bilt Bars, they come in all sorts of flavors from raspberry to mint barony and salted caramel All these limited time flavors too, kind of like the Ben and Jerry's of Bilt Bars They've got all sorts of flavors that you're gonna like 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew They are delicious guys, and of course they're also healthy for you They are protein bars after all, most of the flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories Only 4 grams of sugar and only 4 grams net carbs. So guys, what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And also guys, let me just quickly talk to you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action and not only do so they have baseball, of course, which is in full swing. They've also got you covered with all the NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action that you may be so interested in. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON, guys. Bet online your online sportsbook experts now I guess let's talk about this this upcoming series a little bit uh, do you have any questions for me now because I yes. imagine your listeners are very keen to uh, hear positivity. you rant for sure but also hear a little bit of positivity which've they've happens heard, to me, they've the heard me rant day. a
0: lot I actually yeah. got a, <laughs> a uh, podcast review that I just noticed hmm. the first time the other day that I was told I do too much complaining so maybe I have to make it I might just do an entire show as a bit. Where I just I make everything sound positive after like a mm. really really bad loss mm-hmm. uh, that that could be a fun idea, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. So Phillies Padres coming up this weekend. I mean, the talk of the, the talk of baseball in many respects. You mentioned your fantasy team. I'll mention mine. I always knew it was a dynasty league. A few years ago, I was told I overpicked mm. on Fernando Tatis Jr. He's Ooh. been phenomenal, obviously phenomenal, yes. phenomenal player. So just give us what do we not? What does the national audience not know about Fernando Tatis Jr. Could be something he doesn't do well, something he does do well. Again, I follow his numbers specifically, but I'll defer to you on that. And what are we seeing besides Fernando Tatis Jr. with some of the names that maybe are a little bit lesser known mm-hmm. on this team? I know you already said that you're disappointed in the year Blake Snell is having, but what are, you know, what are we going to see from this Padres team as a whole, not just the star everyone's talking about?
1: So yeah, I mean, as of recording right now, they've won, I believe, eleven of their last twelve games. We'll have to see Uh, by time this. They're a very good team. They're very they're they're, they're, doing all right. Uh, A little
0: good. I can't imagine what that's like.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and really for a lot of the year, the Padres struggled with bringing guys home from scoring position. Their offense was really struggling. Yes, you've had Tatis basically except for maybe like the first two weeks of the season and also the injury basically ever since then, he's been like a borderline MVP candidate not I am a borderline, just a MVP candidate. So he's been awesome. And I guess maybe what Philly fans might not be aware of, although it's starting to become a little bit more well-known is that Tatis has been really struggling as a defensive player this year. He's made a lot of throwing errors, most in the league, um, most just general errors in the league. And I think part of that can be excused for just being a young player. And I think also though, is he does have an injury. So I do think that affects his range. He got pulled out of a game against the Reds uh, about a week and a half ago, or maybe it was just a week ago. I can't keep track of time these days, where he went diving for a ball and it might have like messed up his shoulder subluxation. So that's like, it's a little bit of a fear, but hopefully he'll be okay at least for the rest of the year. I imagine he might be getting surgery in the offseason, but he says he's at 75% right now, which don't get me wrong; like that's pretty incredible if you're at 75 percent doing what he is doing at the plate. Um, but other kind of things to to keep an eye on if you're Philly fans is like this team's pitching is awesome. Uh, they've got obviously you Darvish, who was one of the steals of the off season, and then I would even argue even a bigger steal is Joe Musgrove. Those guys aren't necessarily going to be pitching in this upcoming series. Uh, you might catch uh, Darvish for the last game.
0: I would but- say Dar- Darvish currently scheduled to go on Saturday. I don't Saturday. think it's announced.
1: I don't think it's announced for okay. Sunday yet. Okay, yeah, they haven't announced Sunday yet. And also the Pirates have had a little bit of weird stuff. Denelson Lumet landing on the I.L. But uh, the big thing to fear about the Pirates is they're just kind of really a complete team. Even Hassan Kim, his season stats aren't great. But ever since, I don't know, basically like two weeks ago, he's been batting a little bit above 300. He's been doing much, much better. He looks like a guy that's just taking some time for him to adjust to major league pitching. So even he's been doing okay. And then Jay Kernworth, all-star snub. I'm not saying he needs to be the starter for second base but it's a little weird that gavin lux yeah it's a little bit weird that gavin lux made the finalist uh the final three uh selection before uh jay yeah so if you guys didn't hate dodgers
0: fans um there's your reasoning um yeah blake snell's been struggling a whole bunch dodger fans are like the yankee fans of the west No, like
1: a little bit but they're a little bit they're a little bit more preppy in my experience they have a little bit of a the, the Yankees fans have the elitists and the complainers, but they also have the like slums, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the
0: real scum of the earth. And Scott, I mean, scum, that the, both scum of them. the earth people who live in like the heart of the Bronx or, you know, the crummy and miserable northeast. Everyone who lives <laughs> in L.A., you're right. You know, the, I guess there's a preppiness to it. Yeah, like, th- we, not, live, we live in the happiest scumbags. place on earth. Yeah. 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 They don't necessarily like, well, have the scum. Well, ever, everyone in L.A. is more attractive than people in the northeast. Like as a Northeasterner, yeah. I can mm-hmm. just say that like that, that just is. Yeah, that's just I don't know it. why it is. It just is like it's the happier, more you get more sun out there. People go out, exercise more. People here are just cold, miserable, a mm-hmm. little bit worse looking for being honest. It's like all you have. You know, what I mean, the yeah. weather ain't
1: going to do you any favors. Exactly. No, so, absolutely not. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is kind of. You know, to the bullpen for the Padres is really good. So even when sometimes say, you know, just the other day, Musgrove had a bad start. They have such a good bullpen that you don't always fear them falling behind. I know that the Phillies is is obviously not the same. Dan is right now moving around in his chair like, oh, yeah, must be squirming. (laughs) I'm
0: squirming. You Um, hold leads. What is that?
1: Yeah. And then, and then May Machado, while he hasn't had an incredible year so far either, he's been heating up. And then Trent Grisham, one of the more underrated outfielders out there. And same thing with Tommy Pham, who is one of the great on base guys in the league. He is still top five and outside the zone swing percentage. I love bringing up that stat just to emphasize that he is a tough. Tough, tough out. Yeah, he might get hit a ground out. Yeah, he's not necessarily going to hit a single every time. He's his batting average is still around two fifty, so he's not the the best. You know, he's not like a Gene Segura for your team, who's just a hit machine. But he is a tough out. You're not going to get him to swing on BS pitches. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, really, with the Padres, they've been on a roll lately. They swept the Dodgers not too long ago. That was a whole lot of fun. They might sweep the Reds. I don't know. We're recording this on Thursday. I don't know if they'll end up sweeping the Reds for the second time. Um, but they're just all is going well, man. I I don't know what to say. Like all's going with the roll with the roster. The only big question now about the Padres is probably, does AJ Preller go nuts and make another enormous move, I guess, uh, before the deadline?
0: So that's my question to you. Your Mm -hmm. Padres rather clearly in win now mode. You knew you were going to have to be competing with the Dodgers for the NL West. Probably didn't expect the Giants to be in there. Uh, Which team do you expect to be the most aggressive at the deadline here? And who are you uh, eyeing up here? Like who's the trade target For the Padres, by the way, I used to love talking about this when, like, I believed my team could actually win. Like, they're Mm -hmm. they're this guy away from winning this division, or this guy away from like winning the World Series. Like, who's your guy here? So it's funny because on some level.
1: The Padres, it's not that they don't have moves to make like you guys need to make a move, but the Padres, they don't necessarily have to. They still look like a really good team. I still think there's obviously ways to improve. I know that there's tons of names. All the Padres fans, Chris Bryant, Max Scherzy, like they bring up like all fan bases do like, hey, I'm super smart. I should be the GM. Go get the best picture in the National League. Just, go, like, just go get him. Just go get him. It's like, yeah, OK, great idea, my guy. But like, you know, it actually costs something, right? Like, I love when you get those. I remember listening to the Yankees radio one time, uh, that the year that Stanton won the MVP. This is such a random tangent, but I always remember. And they're like, all right, well, who do you want the Yankees to get? And they're like, uh, I like that Stanton guy. It's like, yeah, okay. And I like Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. That'd be really fun, too. Like, congratulations on that studying Patrick analysis. Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> Just to make fun of the fans for a second. But. I don't know. There's a lot of underrated areas. It depends because Will Myers has been really bad and Eric Hosmer has been really bad. The latter of the two is probably the one you are not going to be able to trade. That contract is huge. And even the former with Will Myers, his contract is not particularly good. So you'd probably have to attach some prospect for it or you just keep him on the team and you trade you know, a Ryan Weathers package with Robert Hassel and go get yourself Joey Gallo or whatever it is, right? And I'm not necessarily saying they should do that because I also think there's some under- overlooked options. I think if you don't feel good about Profar, you can maybe go and get Josh Harrison from the nationals right if you aren't feeling good about myers maybe you go get someone like robbie grossman i mentioned that tommy fam doesn't swing at stuff robbie grossman in the top five about so outside his own swing percentage he is like really hard the the, the idea of having him and fam in a lineup and don't get me wrong on base percentage isn't necessarily something the padres are struggling i think they're seventh in the league right now in terms of on base percentage but those are two really going to be really tough outs on top of having tatis machado grisham and Cronenworth, like it's it's going to be a nightmare. I just think that there's some undervalued options out there that there aren't going to cost as much. Robbie Grossman's on the Tigers. Where are they going? They're not going to, what are they doing? Mitch Hanniger of the Mariners. If you want some power, he's got it. You know what I mean? So there's, there's undervalued options. I think that they are probably going to look for a bat. I was going but to say, even what, if
0: they what's, don't, what's the biggest need? Like forgetting of who's yeah. available. If it's good, it's if probably a bat. Right, but
1: I don't know necessarily, and it's also a little bit trickier this year because there's no DH. Which thank you baseball for sucking. But like, it's it's not as easy to make that immediate move. You know what I'm saying? It's not that easy to be like, all right, here. It's not like last year. Last year it was like try and get a starter, I guess, and then just get Rosenthal. Everybody knew that they were going to get Rosenthal. It was so obvious. Like you lose Kirby Yates and Amelia Pagan hadn't been performing, so they're like, okay, get a closer, and they did that. So now you look at this team, and even if they, the problem is that. It's so hard to break down the Padres trade. I know it sounds like I'm just, you know, complaining about, you know, I'm spoiled with riches right now, but it's just, you don't know what Preller is going to do. I keep saying this to people. It's so, he is the type of person that like, ah, it wouldn't be that surprising if he trades for any star in the league. Just blows up the farm and just goes nuts. He could just go do for that. It. Just, just he it, could just nice be like, to... "I'm out." Like, let's just do this. I mean, you saw what they did without giving up some of the biggest pieces in the farm system. Now, I don't want them to necessarily give up Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, or any of their top There's guys. They're still
0: untouchables on the list. You know, in I mean, theory, look, right? <laughs> look, look, at Fer- look at Fernando Tatis. I mean, imagine yeah. if they didn't get him. it was from the White Sox, right? Like, imagine if they didn't mm-hmm. get him. You know if the White Sox weren't willing to, if the Padres weren't willing to trade for a guy like that, like the White Sox have to kick themselves every day when they see how well he's playing. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to just be like, Hey, we're going for it right now. And you more, you like
1: to have some ammo, you'd you'd like to have
0: some ammo, but also you have to use that ammo at some point. If you think this Mm -hmm. is the year and the Padres, like, this is their window. I commend them for, kind of really going right after it, it would have been easy for them to say our window isn't out. Dodgers really commend the giants for going after it. Like they're just kind of going for it. You have three really strong teams in the NL West. This is what I thought the NL East was going to look like. The the NL East has turned into the national league least, which Mm -hmm. is the nickname that a lot of people use around here for the NFC least in football. (laughs) But it's been a disappointing division. As you've mentioned, the NL West has totally taken that crown but they're right in the thick of things and they're as good as any of them, including the defending World Series champs.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the hope is that they can kind of uh, be along with the elite teams. They've definitely been good this year, but the Giants have certainly been an unfortunate development for Padres fans, just how good they've been. And I think that they will regress a little bit, but I think that they're at least at minimum like going to be a competitive wild card team at the very minimum. So I'm curious to see how that pans out. But yeah, I don't know what Preller is going to do. I have those recommendations. I think that you don't have to go for a Scherzer because it might cost a little bit, and it also you just kind of I don't know like go for go for Herman Marquez now he almost had a no hitter the other day so maybe he's not as overlooked anymore maybe unfortunately the spotlight is now on him but I just think you can do better and also there are so many other teams that need with a capital N like a starting pitcher this is like go look at the Cardinals go look at the Blue Jays the Padres at least have those two guys in Musgrove and Darvish and you're hoping Blake Snell is going to get better Chris Paddock not a bad number four and then you've got Ryan Weathers and and Nelson Lamette hopefully like you're definitely not dying for starting pitcher right now so I don't know what's going to happen but it's
0: let's just say the next month is going to be very very interesting for the Padres that is for sure so you got a, a series prediction here this weekend there are any bold predictions for the second half for the Padres give me something here
1: um I actually think we're gonna you know what because I've actually been doing really good with the Locked out hosts lately when they come on uh I've been calling each series correctly and not just saying Padres sweep I'm not I haven't been saying that I was like all right Padres are sweeping the Dodgers I think they'll get the Reds and then you know I got it right when I said oh they're going to lose one of three against the D backs and I, I got a couple so every time I've been asked about that I've been doing all right so I'm, I'm actually going to go Dan I think the Padres just randomly drop a couple here I think they maybe win the Darvish start but I think they lose two I think that they they're due for some losses uh, and it might come here and maybe provide some um what's the word uh unearned hope for th-
0: the Phillies but I, I was going to say drop a couple here yeah I was going to say there's nothing worse that could happen than the Phillies winning two or three this weekend because that <laughs> would mean that <laughs> oh they beat the Padres two or three they're looking good yeah, 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 yeah I've seen that one before I mean I want the Phillies to win games I'm just sick of this thing and they actually have a tendency to do it at the start of month so this maybe you're on to something here at the beginning of April beginning of May beginning of June they win like you know seven or eight of their first 10 games or they win five of their first six whatever the case is that would i mean they have a game tonight against the marlins and then three with the padres it is kind of funny that maybe they start out hot now they're going to go on a road trip and immediately undo a lot of that with the cubs and then the red sox right before the all-star break uh but i would love to see them win two of three i'm 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 done buying into the hope of this team. They need to show me a lot more. They need to get above 500 and stay there. They need to be in legitimate contention for the National League East. They need to not have this attitude that, hey, let's go applaud the good things when we split two of two. Like, they need Mm -hmm. to win series on a consistent basis. Probably going to have to use guys in relief appearance spots that you don't want to, Joe Girardi, uh, just because I think you're managing for your job. This team is playing with the last month it has before the trade deadline and they have done nothing. I mean, it's like it's desperation time for them as weird as that sounds. And we're only on July 1st.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, I think you summed it up pretty well there. Again, my prediction, I think the Padres win one out of three. Maybe if this isn't, maybe it's a reverse jinx. Who knows? It might be a reverse jinx on my part. Can't say for sure, but uh, I
0: too will predict the Phillies win one of three, but okay. That too, but now that you said two of three, that's I think all the I can Padres think will lose the series. I think the now, that you said, no, no, look, now that you awesome. said the Phillies will win two of three, uh-huh. like the, the Padres losing two of three. That's all I can think about now is somehow they're going to find a way to do it <laughs> and be like, wow, guess, what a good uh, Padres series they had. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll Whoop-de-doo. see. We've got, yeah. we've
1: got July 4th weekend. I hope everyone enjoys it. Dan, before we kind of wind this thing down, we've been nerding out for a while. Uh, you got anything else you want to plug for the, the folks listening at home?
0: Uh, no, nothing specific to plug. Uh, today's episode is actually pretty cool. I got to cross over my job with, uh, the mm. episode. It was my radio hit last night at 3.00 AM, uh, on 94 WIP, which is the station I've been fortunate enough to get some work at. And sometimes I'm there late at night editing audio. And when I get the chance to edit audios, you know, I've gotten to know some of the hosts over there and they'll bring me on, plug the podcast, plug, you know, what's going on with the Phillies talk some Phil's. I have done this rant now a few times and it's amazing. I would get sick of doing the rant if it was the same thing over and over again. And in a sense, it is. But they add more fuel to that fire day in and day out. So I, I almost never get sick of doing it. So it's been pretty good. I was able to use that. So Dan Wilson from 94WIP in Philadelphia, uh, of course, follow me on Twitter, as you mentioned, at Dan underscore Wilson four at LO underscore Phillies. Uh, I will I'll plug myself here. I'm also now a nine new baseball coach. We had our first mm-hmm. tournament last weekend. Uh, so I got a Gosh. lot going on now, but it, it's been a uh, it's been a good time. And uh, I can't believe it's already hate when people say this, by the way, but like it's already July, like 2021's halfway over. The season's <laughs> yeah, halfway over, <laughs> like it, it's kind of weird. And I'm coming. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm coming up in like my first full year of doing this podcast in October, like once the season ends. So uh, it's been a fun ride. I uh, have a lot of fun doing it. And here's to brighter times for the Phillies ahead.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, it's been a blast, and I hope you have a wonderful July 4th, along you with too. the audience.
0: And zips after you do that, boingo,
1: everybody. That is it for my long, extensive chat with Mr. Dan Wilson of On Phillies. Be sure to go follow him and stuff. Uh, really, lots of great stuff. Before we officially wrap things up on this meaty pod, these big meaty pods. If it, uh, that, that wasn't the best uh, SpongeBob reference of the world. I'm trying, guys. But anyway, uh, today on the Locked On Today podcast, guys. The Milwaukee Bucks stepped up without Giannis Antetokounmpo to take a 3-2 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Get more of the sports news you need and less time with the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Peter Bukaski does a great job with that. Uh, Just to wrap up, I will say a couple things. Uh, For next week, going to be talking with Josh Neighbors of Lockdown Nationals about this upcoming four-game set against the Nationals, obviously. What, what, What other reason will we be talking to that Josh dude? I mean, come on, what a goofball, that guy over there. You know, recap some games and whatnot, recap all the latest news around the league as well. I want to get a little bit more, a couple of stuff, just to talk about, I guess, stuff in the division and whatnot. Lord knows uh, the NL West with all that's been going on uh, lately, especially with the Dodgers, which I won't touch on now. I might, I might actually bring on somebody next week, uh, believe it or not. I just want to give it a, cool, a few days, and I feel like we're going to get uh, more information. We have gotten a lot of information. Everybody check that out. Over the Athletic, there's been a whole bunch of stuff. Not going to talk about it too much because I want to wait and see if I have more of someone who can attest to these kind of situations and knows how to talk about it a little bit more sensitively and professionally than I think I do. Uh, So that might be something next week. And also next week, I'm probably writing about um, a player that you guys won't expect me to be writing about for uh, Just Baseball. And I'm excited about that piece. I hope that it comes out good. I haven't finished writing it yet, but uh, it's a little bit personal. A little bit personal on me and just how I feel about the beautiful sport of baseball. So... Look forward to that, guys, but with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Malaya, Overcast, wherever. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly appreciate that. And of course, guys, I hope you all have a lovely, lovely July 4th weekend. Spend it with your loved ones and just be happy and vibe out. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My fire, faithful homies, take care.